Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. All right, it looks like we're live, Jody. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's Revelation Sunday. Welcome to Revelation Sunday. Jessie will not be here with us, but she did send her anointing. So she's here with us in spirit. Jessie's actually on assignment and gathering a lot of material for the show right now. And you won't believe some of the people she has been with this weekend. So, Jody, I am so glad you're here, so I'm not flying this ship solo. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> hey, listen, th this Revelation series, uh, and just a, a, just a couple quick side notes. Um, you know, one of the things that's really special about this to me is, first of all, you know, we, we actually get way more views when we do the news than when we do these shows. Oh, okay. But... God told me to do these shows. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I think over time, these will be timestamped and we'll probably have way more views than some of the news stuff because the news, you know, comes and goes, but this is, uh, this is life bringing. And, and I also think the importance of us doing these shows, Jody, as your email to me this morning alluded to is, you know, the deception in these days is going to be so great. I really believe that revelation is going to come through these broadcasts and even you, some of the elect will not be fooled because we've done this in our togetherness. That's right. Yeah. The word is eternal right now. People are hungry for information because there's confusion of what's going on in our society. But at some point, you know, uh, that is all going to find and settle. But in that time, the Lord had spoke to my spirit and he had said, when things get good, he said, don't be like Solomon. And I was like, don't be like Solomon. So I did a whole study on Solomon. And in the end, Solomon, again, <coughs> after all that God had given him, all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the riches and the goods and all this, he took wives in the end that, that were compromised. They worshiped and served Baal and Moloch. And, and he built them temples. And he worshiped with them. And it says that they pulled him down. Now, I do believe he's in heaven because of Christ's redemption to go take the keys of hell and death. And, but he made a mistake and he compromised himself at a time when things were good. So I believe that we are going to see the return of the rightful president that God has chosen. We'll see good in the land. And in that time, we're not to forget him. Because if Satan's had ages to think up his little plans. The good news is he's got nothing new. So we're learning his, his strategies and warfares. And then when we are all walking around in the good, like Solomon did, he's gonna be regrouping for this final, these final chapters in Revelation. And people are gonna to wanna to know. So that's when we're gonna see the fruit even greater than we're seeing some of the fruit now. Well, it's funny you bring up Solomon. I've been teasing that I have this big reveal coming, and I, literally, I do have it. Uh, just <laughs> I have to. The Lord has to release it in the timing because I really yeah. believe it's from the Lord. I've discussed it with uh, with Jesse, and I will with you privately afterwards, yeah. Jody, because it's kind of shocking. But yeah. Solomon is part of that. Wow. Reveal, and I think it's it's gonna. Uh, play very a pertinent role uh, looking at the life of uh, of Solomon. 
uh, come going forward. And uh, there's so there's so much to come out. Uh, it's uh, it's it, literally, I believe, it's a lot of people are not going to be fooled by this stuff uh, yeah. when when the time and the time isn't it isn't going to be that long. Uh, and by the way, we're dripping out stuff in preparation for it. So yeah. uh, there is some stuff coming. Yeah. Uh, Jody, why don't you open us in prayer? Sure. Okay. Father God, glorious and mighty King, we worship you. We give you praise and honor and glory. You are God and there is none like you. We come before your presence today in the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you for the audience that's out there. I ask you, Father, to cultivate their hearts and let them prepare to hear your word, but not just hear it, Lord, but let it grow in them to make them mighty warriors for this end time. I thank you, Father, for Jeff, for Jesse, and thank you for allowing me to be here. Let our minds be your mind. Let our tongues speak only your word, and let our heart and intentions be only for what you desire. We thank you for this time. We thank you for keeping the airways clean and clear that we can get this word out. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Jody, before we get going, okay. I have a song to play. Okay. And it's, it came from one of our listeners, and I, I suspect that there's a, a family type of relationship with the, uh, the artist that I'm going to play because we did get permission to play this. And I'm not going to classify it as a worship song i'm just going to classify it as a really great song awesome. um that the, the the uh it's only about a minute and a half long but the the melody lines that the vocals do and then the way she harmonizes with herself and the recording is just done with such excellence and i really think that it's going to bless some people out there today so uh let me start out with this and then We'll get into Revelation 7. So, by the way, I put this song up on the Right On Radio Telegram channel. So, you can listen to it later if you want again. <laughs> and the artist's name is, oh, where is it? It's Laura Huval. And the name of the song is Soul of My Savior. Well, at least I, I've got the volume off for the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Get bad. Soul of my Savior, find me. Soul, soul of my Savior, guide me. Oh, soul of my Savior. Savior, guard me, oh, soul of 
Again, that's Laura Huval, and that's H-U-V-A-L, and she has her own YouTube channel. I would encourage you to go visit that. Absolutely. What do you think of that song? Beautiful. I just want to close my eyes and absorb the Lord. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? Yeah. It really was. The first time I just heard it, and uh, one of our uh, listeners posted it, and I thought, wow, you know. I, Much nicer I love than the song I sent you this morning. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, and you know what? I got to send you one back uh, okay. by another artist. Same, same idea. Okay, uh, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. So, listen, we're doing Revelation seven today, right. and I want to make a couple notes because it's really important that that we discuss this. First of all, we're not all going to agree on how things play out. Right. We, you know, we interpret things through different lenses mm -hmm. and. You know, I, I've been studying on my own. I've been watching different pastors getting very different points of views. I'm pretty set in my point of view. It doesn't mean I'm right. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> I kid. I kid. Uh, look, there's certain things in the spirit that there really aren't enough words. And you got to remember, this was written, uh, recorded by John. Uh, in things that he saw. So, you know, the, the book of Revelation starts off in Revelation 1. It's in 1 AD. He talks about these things and then the things that are when we get into the churches and then the things that are to come. And it's also important to note that Revelations essentially repeats itself. So chapters 1 to 11, and then it starts again uh, in 12, and then continues on, you know, really through 19. And then we get a couple, we get a little bit more of a look. But for instance, to fully understand this chapter, and we're not really going to go there because we're going to get to Revelation 14 as well, but 14 essentially mimics chapter 7. Okay. Um, so now it's also just as a recap, Jody, that. Uh, you know, chapter six was the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And, you know, we are talking about wars, famine, martyrs, fear. Those things sounded like tribulation to me. Mm -hmm. And those were the first six seals. And now in the seventh chapter, so it, it's like, you know, the seals are being unleashed and it's all happening. Okay. And in, in this tribulation period. And then the angels, it starts out, are standing there. They're ready to do the Lord's will, just ready to dish it out on the earth. But then there's like this pause. It's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> and that's what this chapter is. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that that happens a lot in these uh, seven periods. You know, whenever they're doing in sevens, there's like this little break. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like the uh, little bit of the funny, uh, you know, that we had in the last chapter, like, Lord, oh, Lord, when are you going to take vengeance on me? It's like, oh, here, have a robe. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's like, there's like this little pause, right? <laughs> and, and so that's where we are with this. And, uh, and that's where we're going to resume. So Jody, why don't you read the, uh, the first bit and I'll, I'll uh, take on chapter nine forward. Okay, first nine forward. Okay. So uh, I'm King James Version, so forgive the these and thous. 
And after these things, I saw four angels standing in, on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our Lord, of our God, in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed a hundred and forty-four and four thousand of the tribe of the children of Israel. Of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Nathalim, how do you say that? Nathalim were sealed. Thank you. <laughs> were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Ishakar were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph were sealed 12,000. And of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. So Jody, just a quick thought. Any, uh, any words that don't sound like that aren't easy to pronounce, just put on that heavy Italian accent. Right? <laughs> and, I don't understand what to say. <laughs> it's from the Naptali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jewish tribes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. So, after these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation and all the tribes, peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes and palm branches, which were in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and around the four living creatures as they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Then one of the elders responded, saying to me, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they and where have they come from? said to him, my Lord, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. They will no longer hunger, nor thirst, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eye. And you were reading from the New King James. I'm reading from the uh, New American Standard because people always want to know that. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I just want to say again, as we're setting this up, um, I really believe that the book of Revelation is set out in a chronological order. And I, I believe that because every reference that I find to these scriptures, like when we go into 
Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. If we go into the book of Daniel, a lot of these things, all the things that line up, line up in the same orders. So that's really important to, to mention as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and um, it's funny because I see it the opposite. I see that the stuff, the order of things lines up in the same order, but that we're not on a linear uh, timetable. So, <laughs> um, and, 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 and that's good because listen, people will, we can be different. <laughs> we, we can, because listen, the fact is we agree that salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can disagree if, if uh, someone wants to pray with a rosary and someone doesn't want to pray with something, if we can disagree about all these other little things, they're minor in comparison. Right. We've got to get the main things right. And that's it. That's and, it. and, you know, with the, with the rapture, okay. If it comes a half an hour earlier than I predict, you know, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. You know, take yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Long, as long as I'm, as long as I'm in that group. Right. Right. Exactly. And I hope you have the same attitude oh, as well. Yes. Absolutely. Listening audience. Yeah. All right. So we just finished revelation six and people, we're scared because they know the wrath of God is coming after this period of tribulation. Now, I think that this period of tribulation that uh, we're seeing with the four horsemen of the apocalypse and stuff like that, I tend to be in the camp that this is the first three to three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. See, and I, okay. yeah, yeah, I do too. This is where the wrath's going to be unleashed or allowed to be unleashed. Yeah, and uh, I think this chapter clearly points out that right before the wrath comes, so we're going through some difficult stuff, because I don't think the, the rapture hasn't happened yet. Uh, again, in chronological order, as I'm supposing it is, yeah. the end of this chapter is essentially the rapture. Yeah, rapture. so for me, um, and I love that we can see it differently, because this will give, people can look at it and see it themselves. For me, the Antichrist can't come on that horse, that fake white, whatever, the, the copycat, until the restrainer is removed. The restrainer is the body of Christ. So, um, so at this time, I believe that the rapture happens right before he comes and, and we are harpazoed or we are catched away. And those are the ones that are by, around the throne that are worshiping with, you know, the 12 elders and the angels and holy, holy, holy. So that's where I see that. Then I see this agreement with you three and a half years of of this wrath and i think what people are getting wrong here and and this is my opinion is this is the wrath of god it's not the wrath of satan satan is allowed to do what he wants to do to us anyway it says in the word that he wants to kill you know steal and destroy that's his only assignment on earth he hates humankind because we're made in the image and likeness of god given the authority dominion and and uh, and creative ability of God. And what we speak, if we pay attention and we speak with the authority of God, things happen. He hates that. He's stuck, like we just said a minute ago, in his little routine. So now this, this years of this stuff coming, this is God's wrath, not his. He's nothing. Okay, so, so okay, so the, here's here's the little things. And, and listen, mm -hmm. Joe, neither Jody or I are convinced that we're 100% correct right. in this. We are but so that first horseman of the apocalypse was an antichrist 
but I don't think it was the Antichrist. The Antichrist that we're thinking of who becomes that political religious figure who brings the world together, uh, that's more in Revelation 13 when the mark comes out. So I think that is an Antichrist. And yes, it is by permission. God sends them out. He says, okay, it's good to go. But God's wrath, in my understanding, starts in chapter 8. And we cannot be here for that. God would not let us go through that. So look, there's different ways to look at it. And, you know, we'll find out because, you know, (laughs) I was thinking as well, Jody, and we'll get into the text here, but, you know, I'm of generation X. Okay. (laughs) My daughter is generation Y. Okay. Now there's generation Z. Oh my goodness. (laughs) What comes after Z? A again, <laughs> right? Or we're there. Or we're there. That would be great. I, I, uh, I tend. To, look, it's been the end of days since Jesus died on the cross, mm-hmm. and you know, for thousands of years, people have said it, and you know, probably they made a really big case for this in the uh, in the late '30s, early '40s, uh, that you know, all oh, this is the end times, but. I'll tell you right now with the technology that we have and the advancements and things like that, it really just seems to be playing out. And we've had the uh, the skies align. We've had the blood moons. We've had the woman with the you know in the skies with the revelation the sign. Revelation, right? Yeah. So we're we're seeing a lot. There's a lot more that still has to happen, you know. But um, but God can do anything overnight. You know, we could be asleep and stuff could be happening in the atmosphere. I mean, they're at war all the time. The Lord showed me that war for a split second between the angels and the demons, you know, and it was violent. It was a violent. Yeah, it, it, um, it is. Yeah. It this is. is a real warfare that we're in. So, but um, this understanding this and people have to understand we can uh, disagree agreeably. We can, we can uh, show each other something and go, oh, wow, that's, that's a good point. It's okay to think differently. You know, we're taught in the society today, if you disagree with me, I have to hate you. And that's not it. So, you know, this is, this is where we, the body of Christ can go, you know what, I can't wait. To, and we said that on when we text each other that day, you said, I don't know, I got a good argument. I said, okay, I can always be ready to learn, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's so we have to just um, understand that we are sharing, you know, what we what we are gathering from our studies and some people like rock and roll and some people like country. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) And and you know what? It's great to have more than one perspective on this stuff because listen, if I'm wrong, Jody's right. Okay. I heard that it's, it's implanted in my uh, thing. If Jody's wrong, Jeff's right. Yeah. I'll say you were right. I'll say it. (laughs) I'll text you or call you depending on if we have internet or. (laughs) Apparently, Telegram is not going to go down. Okay, good. (laughs) I'll get you there. All right, let's get into the text here. After I saw the four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the earth, or on the sea, or on any tree. Let's just start with that verse, because there's something that I want to pull out of it, but I'm going to let you go first. No, you can go. Go ahead. I'm curious. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to get into trouble again, as is my habit, Jody. (laughs) Some people are going to write to me because they try to justify this with Bible text. That you see the four corners of the earth. 
it's flat. <laughs> I had a feeling that you were going to say that. <laughs> and all right. So I'm prepared for it. Yeah. First of all, I could pull out the scriptures in Leviticus and things like that, where it clearly demonstrates that corners can also be set up into quadrants right. of the earth. Just so like I want to say that, mm -hmm. but just to put something else out there, actually, let me, I got to pull up a different window here. Give me one second, because I have the scripture. Isaiah 22. Isaiah, he's been pretty accurate, right? Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> he heard from God? I think so. It is he, capitalized H-E, who sits above the circle of the earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like the tent to live in. It is he who reduces the rulers to nothing, who makes the judges of the earth meaningless, mm -hmm. and so on and so on. So yeah. just wanted to highlight the circle yes. comment. <laughs> and the four corners could be north, south, east, and west. And one of the reasons that I believe that is because it's also used in witchcraft and Satanism, the, the north, south, east, and west. So there we know that they duplicate everything of God. They well, have the quadrants. Get, right. Yeah, Jesse's so brought that out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally believe that the earth is round. Everything that God created is, we can look up and see the moon is round, but where we're standing is flat. Isn't it amazing that we can go to the South Pole and not fall off? I mean, we've got, and it's flat there, when we, but when you look at it from where we are, but I also know marine pilots who have said that when they've gone up, they've seen the circle of the earth. So, and then if you turn to that, you know, you get in a certain position, it can look flat, but it's not. <laughs> so listen, I, for, for what it's worth, go on, it, like, don't send me letters. Mm -hmm. On the Right On Radio Telegram channel, I posted a bunch of videos that take every single argument and dismantle them like 100%. Mm -hmm. Like uh, from scientific to, you know, just commonsensical. So please don't write letters. I'll, I'll just delete them. I'll just I'll just delete it. Okay. And and listen. By the way, I believe there's some validity to the, the claims that these people make. I believe there's some validity. We could disagree on the shape, but there are some conspiracies they've pulled out, and their channels getting taken down too. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, I'm not discarding it. I'm not calling people stupid. They're not. Um, there's always some truth in everything. Isn't it amazing, Jeff, how people are hungering for truth? They're hungering, even those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. There is something that's in us that yearns to know, that yearns to understand what we live on, why we are here, what's out in the sky, what's below the water. I mean, it's just the God in us that just wants to know truth. And if people could just understand that, you know, and then seek truth, they'll end up finding Christ, you know, because he is the truth. So, but it, it just, it blows my mind that, you know, and some of this stuff, and that's the one thing that Satan started with in the garden. It makes me angry. <laughs> he just takes enough truth and then just slightly tilts it. So you're off. If you were to tilt the earth just slightly, you know what would happen to us? <laughs> So, you know, it just, it changes everything. So the enemy, that slight, slight twist just changes everything. You want, so you want they, truth. They say the enemy can't create anything, but I, I'm going to say he probably created one thing. What's that? A lawyer. 
<laughs> because that's what he is. If there's one thing uh, he's done, yeah. I think those, I apologize to any of my barrister yeah. solicitor friends. <laughs> yeah, to any of the of the redeemed lawyers. But but he does take it and twists it very I, cleverly. I think there's very, a scripture, yeah, for that. It says you're like your father, the devil, the father of lies. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And they say they're working $250 an hour and they probably do five minutes on your paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Well, they copy and paste a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of precedent, but listen, they, you know what, they go through school for a lot, but uh, yeah. I just mean the way they can, uh, they can take things and get you to look at them in a different way. And certainly yeah. that's what the, what, what yeah. Satan has been doing and Lucifer as well. Right. So, right. All right. So then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, holding the seal of the living God. And he called out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth. See, it was granted to harm the earth and the sea saying, do not hold. Like it says, hold on. Stop. Stop. Right. Don't hurt it until the sealed of the bond servants from our God on their forehead. This mm -hmm. is, this is, we get in the 144,000 here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything from that part that you wanted to, that stands out to you? Um, you know, someone on, on another show had mentioned that the Lord, you know, treats Israel a little bit different. And, and a bunch of people started complaining in, in the uh, chat. And it was like, I, and so I went in there and I went, well, you, you didn't, he didn't expound. So let's just relax and let's look at Revelation 7, because it does show here. That, you know, if if what I believe is that we've already been removed, it shows that God has a certain plan for his his people. And here the the call, okay, now you can go harm the earth, it's it's granted. And then the Lord goes, wait a minute, I still have some people down there. And so this is an exciting thing because you see the the hand of redemption that God has. He always has the Noah in the group. He always has an ark ready. His heart is is to love us and to redeem us. And that's what I got out of that, that he's not going to let Israel just die and, and, you know, be destroyed. He's going to make an ark for them. And this is it here. And, and by the way, who is Israel? Yeah, that's that, it. Yeah, that's the elect. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so, Israel and Egypt. Well, this I don't think. Yeah, I don't think this counts the Gentile, in my opinion. I think this is no, just no. The, the hundred and forty-four. Yeah. That's yeah. the twelve tribes. That's right, very right. clear. Yeah. But Israel is just like that's the elect. That's yeah. it's is yeah. Israel and Egypt, right? Is his original, his original, and not these phony the ones that we read about in the chapters before that call themselves Jews and are not. You know, I think nowadays they they're called Zionists or whatever. I mean, yeah. I think they even have. Uh, Mr. B-I-D-E-N saying, you know, oh, I'm a Zionist and oh, you don't have to be a Jew, you know, <laughs> so, so I think that this is kind of like an example of what that is, you know, th but these are those of the, of the original tribes um, of the bloodline, you know, so I think we're going to see um, that God's love and his, like I said, I see it as another arc, you know, destruction's coming, the end of everything as we know it here is coming. But wait, I still have people that I want to redeem. That's right. And so from the what, what I see is this 144,000, when the actual wrath of God goes, this is almost like an elevator. Yeah. We go up, they come down. Right. <laughs> right. And because, and, and so they are not touched 
by the wrath of God that's coming. Uh, weak, it's not going to be survivable. Uh, most yeah. people would want to commit suicide during right. this wrath of God, but you know, a lot of people would have a hard time doing that, uh, obviously. Right. And you know, but you'd wish you were dead. Yeah. In yeah. this time, it, it it gets horrible, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, they say that. Uh, was that chapter six? I think it was where they said they ran to the mountains and begged the mountains to fall on them, so they wouldn't have to see the face of God or the wrath of the Lord. You know, so, I mean, sin and God's face can't be face to face. It just consumes it, you know, burns it up. And then the, I just got goosebumps. And then the wrath of God, the wrath of the Lord. And I know this is not a time that Jesus is going to enjoy. I just know it. it he, he is love. He's, he's the pure love of the father for us, you know? So knowing that there's going to be those who are, who aren't going to accept the truth, even though we read in the chapters before that all will see him and know that he's God, you know, but there is this season right here where the ark is, is set up and it's like, okay, because they lead others. So we'll see that as we, we uh, go further. Yeah. And, and as we get to, towards the end of this chapter, it, it literally, it's like the mystery of God is solved. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, in this chapter, the seventh chapter, imagine that. My favorite. Thing. You know, it's just you know, God is like you couldn't. Only God can put this together, yeah. this plan. Yeah. And and you know, when we look at how this is actually playing out in uh, in real life, we know the uh, the cabal and all this stuff is all doing things, but they do it by God's permission. And w when we when we look at the Book of Revelation, so the the enemy has read the Book of Revelation, knows it better than any of us. He knows God's word, yeah. But God always has something that he doesn't know about. Exactly. Okay, like how <laughs> it's going to work, right? And, yeah, yeah. and you know, when the enemy lays out his plans, God can make it go for good. And I think at parts of this, uh, we're going to see how God does that. Yeah. Jesse and I have had that talk because there's a part in the scripture where we were talking about something once. And uh, her and I were like, you and I, we, we see the same, but a little bit differently, you know, so we didn't quite match, but, and so we were having fun, like we are talking about it. And, um, and it, it, it's like, there's still mystery because there's things that the Lord told John, put your pen down. You're not writing that, <laughs> you know? So, and, and I think we have to come to an understanding that Satan is not equal to God. He's not, you know, and people, you know, we've been so deceived through movies and all this other stuff to be so afraid, 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 because he's so powerful. He is not, <laughs> you know, so God is always going to have something that Satan has no clue about because he's, he can't be everywhere at once. He doesn't know everything. You know, I think a lot of what he learns is from humanity. You know, he, he may have had knowledge of what goes on in heaven and, and came to man and said, oh, he doesn't want you to know that, you know, that's his game. But he's truth, jealous of us. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He's and jealous of us. That's the stem of his hatred. So there's God, Elohim. He made man a little lower than Elohim. Then there's the angels and the angels are messengers and they're here for us. It says, lest you dash your foot. They will come. They're ministers of light. They're ministers of fire. They come. They, they, when you speak, you're sending your angels on assignment. And I believe there's a scripture and I can't remember where it is right now, uh, but it's in, it's in revelation where we we're assigned so many angels per person. And so what are you sending your angels out to do? Are you speaking negative? Are you speaking the opposite of God's word, which is 
that teaching thing I'm working on for right on you, <laughs> you know, how to pray the will of God, how to know, you know, so sometimes I tell people, if you don't know what to say, when in doubt, chicken out, just don't say anything. <laughs> just like God say, God, whatever your word says about this, I'll try to look up all the scriptures I can, but I don't want to trip my angels or trip myself, you know, they're messengers. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we, we're made higher, but the angels are very powerful. They're, listen, oh they're gosh, supernatural yes. spirit beings, right? but right. it's only because we don't realize who we are. That's right. We have been dumbed down. If we could really walk in the authority that right. Jesus Christ wants us to, right. and you don't know, listen, if we come into that uh, Acts church thing for Oof. a couple of years, I yeah. believe we're going to be walking in that. Exactly. Well, the Lord showed me that. Remember the vision I told you of him opening the holiest of holies? He said, I'm going to reveal myself like never before, power, might, authority, and sovereignty. See, when God created us, I have goosebumps again. He made us just like him. We were we glowed with the glory of God. We were able to walk face to face because there was no sin. What dumbed us down was sin, you know? So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, all that is reestablished in us all over again. So now do you have an understanding of that? That's where we're missing it. Because when Satan sees you through the blood of the lamb, he sees the blood of the lamb. It's not you. And that's why when people say, oh, we're light, we have light. Yeah, I don't want your dim yellow light. I want the light of the almighty God, the bright and morning star that's going to shine in the face of the one who gave up that position. He was once that position, but now he's not. You know, because Peter right. says, let the right the morning star rise up in you. He's talking about Jesus. So I, so this is my opinion, that that morning star was a glorious position. Satan held it. He, he pride was found in him. Isaiah 14, he lost it. Jesus was raised up in that position. And then Jesus came and restored everything God did for us in the garden. And he restored it to make us like him again. The so, God man, the new yes. creation. Amen. So when we see ourselves that way again, the devil's in trouble. You know what? I'm really glad you just touched on that morning star thing, because that's something that I had not figured out yet. But you okay. just literally explained it to me. Um, <laughs> and that was that was good. But, you know, literally the authority of, of who we're made in, like if we if you stand in front of that tree and say, uproot yourself, the tree will do it. The problem right. is we don't believe it will happen. So it doesn't. Right. Right. And look, I, I have a strong faith. I don't have enough faith to do that yet. <laughs> when it's necessary, if we if it were necessary, it would move. Well, <laughs> and the mountains, the mountains, because look, my daughter was dying and I had nothing to say to God. I was like, Lord, I don't know what to say. I'm watching her die. Doctors are saying she won't live till the next day. And I just was like, I said to her while I could cry uh, talking about it, but I said in her face, as I saw the light of God, uh, the light of life leaving her eyes, I said, whether you live or die today, I will still serve God. I wasn't talking to my daughter. I was talking to the demon who was trying to steal her. Mm. So anyway, that night they said she won't live till morning. I just went into prayer in the spirit. I had nothing to say. Sometimes we, we don't know what to say to move these mountains or to move the tree. So I went into prayer in the spirit. In the morning, she woke up. The nurses were shocked. They came in. They took blood. They're dusting off her bed. Uh, you know, I'm sitting there. She turns not her head, but her eyes to me. And she said, you were praying all night, weren't you? I never stopped praying. And I never went to sleep because I thought, kept thinking it was the last time I was going to see her alive. 
This is my firstborn. Wow. Yeah. So I kept praying. I could, I could cry. I kept praying in the spirit. And in the morning after they took the blood, the nurse comes in, she's wiping the bottom of the, her bed, like just swiping at it. And I said, you know, I'd like some information. You guys told me she'd be dead by now. And I said, so what does this mean? Her liver needs to be restored. What, what does this mean? What does this mean? And the nurse said, the doctors don't know she's completely restored. Her liver was restored as if nothing happened, but she was still under that heavy, dark depression. And I cried out to God right there in her room. And I said to him, I don't understand. You just healed her body. Why not her mind? And you know what he said? He said, trust me, I'm building her character. So sometimes we pray and we want the tree to go. But <coughs> God says, okay, just leave it there. But we don't want to use that as an excuse, Jeff, to not try to move the tree or to say, if it's your will, God, can you move the tree? We want to walk up to it in authority and say, I curse you, die, like Jesus did to the pig. <laughs> well, we put a new tree in our backyard a couple of years ago, and it's not turning out so well. So I'm going to practice on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I command you to spring forth life in the power and authority of the mighty God creator. And let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. So okay. Jody, who are the 144,000? So we know that there's actually 14 tribes, but 12 tribes of Israel, right? That came from Jacob who wrestled with the, with the angel and his name was changed right, to Isaac. And so these tribes all were sent to different parts of the land and they all had their point. What people don't know is uh, it's uh, Manasseh and Ephraim who came from Joseph. So when Joseph was restored to his father, his father anointed his two sons as if they were his sons. So yeah. they also are now part of that original. So, and, and as you study the word, you'll see that tribes are in or in left out and left in, and it's, it's kind of a little complicated, but anyway, so these are the original Jews of that, of that bloodline. So these are old Testament saints. Yes. They're already up in heaven. And that's so important to note because it, when we get to revelation 14, you know, realize they're, listen, they're all virgins. They're, you know, barely blameless. Like, you know, and first of all, you couldn't even find most of these tribes today. Right. right? Well, uh, well, I think, I think we could follow some of the bloodlines. Um, yeah. So, some of them, yeah. but listen, the, the tribes have been intermarried. They've been dispersed. They've been, look, these are old Testament saints. And by the way, revelation 14 makes it really clear because they're up there already. They're ready to come down as we're getting ready to go up. It's like the big elevator, <laughs> talk, as I say, you know? Yeah. Well, see, I, I think they're in here, they're on the earth because they're stopped from destroying the earth for their sake. So, and then they're marked with the seal. So that's, that's kind of how I, I see that. <laughs> so, because why would they need to stop the destruction on the earth if they weren't there? So I think it's the pure ones of that bloodline that come through. Like a lot of people don't, realize that Trump is actually part of the bloodline of the two sons of, jo of uh, Joseph. I think, it, I think it's Ephraim that he comes from. But uh, so there's, there are people who are just like the Satanists look for the pure bloodline of Cain. There are people on the earth today that are pure bloodline of, of the tribes. So I believe that these, uh, um, when he talks about 12,000, that's not a lot. If you think about how many people have been <laughs> 
created, like you said, they've commingled, intermingled, did all this crazy stuff, but there is something to um, the pure blood. And it, and I, the reason I believe that there's something to the pure bloodline is because Satan copies it. Yes. The line of Cain. Oh, absolutely. I, I mm -hmm. totally agree. But so, so the way I see it is just slightly different from what you do. Um, mm -hmm. So in the next part of the chapter, the part I read is essentially the rapture part. We go up, which means there's, he's sending the 144,000. They've got the mark of God on their forehead. So the uh, wrath of God does not hit them. So he's taking right. us up and he's leaving two witnesses and which we'll get to and mm -hmm. the 144,000 to preach whoever to whoever is left on the earth. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's cool to hear it, to see it that way. Well, when yeah. we get to 14, I think it's going to really, really make that clear. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So, yeah, because we do see here that that as we go on the multitude in white robes, you know, they are the fruit of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't forget, like, you know, whenever you look up the coming of the Lord, which, you know, when we look at, you know, what we call the harpazo or the rapture, it's all these things happen first. And right before it's like the sun gets darkened and the moon goes blood red. Okay. So the sun is darkened. The whole earth goes dark. Like this is going to be, you know, the, the whole world is going to know this is happening. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, you know, then he's going to come in the clouds. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, in the last chapter, the sun and the moon did their thing. Mm -hmm. So now he's sending 144,000 down and he's taking us up. Mm -hmm. And, and then comes the wrath, wrath of God, which is the and next. We can't be here for that. Yeah. We can't be here, yeah, but the 144,000 and look, they'll be all around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, why two witnesses? Like everyone's the whole world's going to see the two witnesses, but that's the whole world who has TVs and things like that. I'm putting my own interpretations here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's going to, the world is going to celebrate when they die. So how else could that happen other right. than through our global TV and internet right. exactly. and stuff like that? that yeah, that's exactly. why like the, the, it seems that we're there right now, but mm -hmm. yet, you know, there's, there's people in, you know, remote countries in the world that speak different languages that don't know what's going on who don't have TVs. Maybe there's, well, there's going to be massive power outages during the wrath of God. There's no doubt because, you know, one of the first things you see is, you know, you know, one, all the grass in the world gets burned up. A third of the trees get burned up. How, you know, the, the sea gets spoiled, like, you know, and, and that's just the beginning. That's, right. that's the, that's before the appetizer, right. <laughs> you know, they're making a dinner and analogy. So, right, right. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And uh, uh, for people who don't understand when we say, um, you know, why can't we suffer wrath? It's, I think the second Thessalonians five and nine, somebody can ch check me on it, but it says that we, we are not unto wrath, but we are unto the salvation of Jesus Christ. Something uh, we can, we can look it up, but, yeah, but um, God wouldn't yeah. let us go through that. No. He's going to let us go through this. Like we're not escaping yeah. some bad, listen, well, war, there's been tribulation famine, forever. Yeah. war, famine, fear. Well, we won't, we shouldn't be in fear, but war, famine, all actually, let me yeah. just look them up again really quick here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the first one we the, the the first the first one is uh the first seal which is the uh white horse who sat on the bow and a crown gave to him went out conquering and to conquer right okay the second seal is war so there's going to be the wars the third seal is famine 
the fourth seal is death. And this is where, you know, a, a fourth of the living creatures, like, like there's, we're going to see a lot of death. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the fifth seal is martyrs. Guess what? We're still here uh, in the fifth seal. That's my, my opinion. And my, we've seen mar martyrs. Uh, I mean, like, um, I remember when they showed ISIS chopping people's heads off and the guys screaming Jesus at the time, you know? So, yeah. So I, I do believe that, there will, there are martyrs. We've been in tribulation even back in the days. Look at how the disciples died, you know. Yeah. But, um, but I think in this, in this end, when we're removed, I believe that there will be those who do accept Christ, and and there's going to be great martyrdom then, you know. Absolutely, and, and so I, I also want to just say, Jody. So just like so, chapter seven, fourteen is the mirror. Mm -hmm. For chapter six, when we go back to the martyrs, look at. 13 because again it's i believe it's in chronological order that's my thoughts people have different uh yeah. and by the way great teachers like chuck missler have a different take on this yeah, yeah that's okay but so when we get to the martyrs part that we covered in, in chapter six look what happens when we don't take the mark of the beast mm, yeah christians become martyrs yeah absolutely so again it's a parallel and we're going to unpack that as we get to, i didn't want to say all that before we get yeah. to those chapters uh, we have something but, new to say when we get yeah. there <laughs> no, we can say it again reiterating is good um You're yeah so right and i think that what what we're seeing the um uh fauci ouchie is um a, a testing of the fences for that time for them and you see it i like i walked into a, a store and i've never actually fully worn a mask um you know i usually the one time they they forced me to put it up i was waiting for something it was a minute and that night my nose was bleeding and uh i thought that's it i'm not doing it again so i would pull it up to like here and then when i walk in i take it off you know but um uh but there were people in the store it said recommended masks now re recommended so you don't have to now in connecticut and um I walked in, I was the only one without a mask. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you people? You know, I, I always am in every store in almost every store I go to. I'm the only guy. Yeah. And not one person has said something to me. Yeah. I've had them say, I've had them say it, but I, I told one person, I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I'll social distance. And if somebody comes near me, I'll promise to pull it up for the second they're walking by. And she said, okay, go ahead. But yeah. And then another guy uh, tried to get me to put it on in another store. And, uh, you know, I was like, no, you know, so, and uh, I, one day I walked into a store, we were changing over on the 19th to where you didn't have to wear it. And it was like the 17th. And the guy said, can you put up your mask? I said, oh yeah, you're right. COVID knows it's not the 19th yet. <laughs> exactly. And instead of getting mad at me, he started laughing, but you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this whole thing, but I, I totally agree with you though, uh, Jody, because think of the psychological preparation that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're right now they're saying, you know, um, well, there's a concert promoter. I just saw the story in Florida. If you, if you took the Fauci ouchie that uh, you get in for 18 bucks, if you didn't, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, oh. and this is, happening all over the place it, today today i i saw a, a report where um strip clubs are giving free dances to anyone who goes and gets if you can't see the demonic and evil behind this ouchie <laughs> i mean 
I, I was sick well, to my stomach. Why would they be yeah. pushing it so hard? Yeah. yeah. Right. You can have a donut. Now you can have a hamburger. Now you can have a lap dance. Now you can have a come well, on. So I actually posted that story on uh, on the Right On Radio channel. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, okay. Someone put it on the digs. I just transferred it to the official channel because yeah. it's actually a five thousand dollar VIP package. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <from a strip laughs> club. Oh my goodness! I mean, uh, if that's not evil pushing evil, it's just disgusting. You know, and I, and then I feel sorry for the, you know, when we were kids, we used to play games like, you know, if you put your hand out and somebody went to slap it and you pulled it and they missed, you'd go sucker like that. You know, we, I was a project kid, so forgive me, but we lived in the housing, you know, but that's how I feel like Satan is just sitting there going suckers. You know, you're just so just you'll buy into anything. You know, let me just walk you right to the slaughtering table. Yeah, just well, so look, look how look how easy it's been. Yeah. With this whole thing and this this whole exercise has been just a conditioning thing and and i'm not I, like i don't think i'm insensitive my dad who i adore and i take after my nature's after him he, and he loves the lord and he's a good man and his wife and him went and got the, the shot you know the uh algae and uh so it broke my heart and then i have a relative we who is in who's lived in uh state housing her whole life she's uh crippled and handicapped mentally and physically so she's lived there her whole life and they forced my my other aunt to allow her to get the back so the algae sorry so the um so the one who approved her to get it went and got it herself she said if i'm going to poison my sister i'm going to poison myself Talk yeah, about or sterilize or make yourself yeah. susceptible to the next thing. Um, yeah. look, it, it's, so um, it just yeah. can't be good. Yeah. So I'm not insensitive, but it made me angry. But at the, at the end of the day, I look at the Lord and I say, you know what, Lord, help us get the truth out because we don't want to see people dying from this stuff. You know yeah. what? I'm not, I'm not having the conversation with people anymore. Yeah. Oh, to no. be honest. And when people when people ask me, I'm actually speaking their language because I want to love my neighbor. Yeah. I say I, say, I identify as someone who's taken it. <laughs> <laughs> I get t-shirts made like that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I keep saying I identify myself as a billionaire, but nobody's given me a car I want. So <laughs> I swear, here's the money right here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Would that be praying in God's word? Right. <laughs> he said he'd give me pressed down, shaken together, running over. So I'm identifying with it. <laughs> oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> My friends all drive Porsches. Right. I must make amends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. the first time I've ever sang in public. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I don't even sing in front of my wife. Right. Well, <laughs> it's something. So, all right, let, let's let's get into the multitude from the tribulation. All right. And by the way, somebody mentioned Jesse before we get Jesse has to be somewhere else. She's doing some great stuff. We I'm telling you, we both love and miss her. But for those of you who didn't hear the beginning of the show, she's uh, doing something else right now. So we're trying she's to on assignment. Yeah, she is on. And a, she's on a very cool assignment. Yeah. I wish I was with her. Me too. I told her I told her that yesterday. And, and then this morning she was telling me some stuff and I was like, ah, <laughs> But I wish I was right by your side, man. She's got a couple really good friends of this show that are there. Yeah. In fact, well, I'll let one out of the bag that she's a 
she was with Carmen yesterday. Yeah. She sent some pictures. Yeah. But I believe today she's going to have another really great meeting. Yeah. God is on the move. He is on the move. So we love right. miss her. So let's get into this because this is the okay. fun part. This okay. is when basically to us, this is the heart puzzle. This is the, the great, God is revealed to everyone. And by the way, the sun and the moon go dark, you know, or the blood, the moon goes blood red, the sun goes dark. So, and then there's this major event, God's coming in the clouds and all of a sudden a significant portion of the population is gone. Can you imagine that thing? <laughs> well, I'm going to be holding on to my wife's ankles because she's yeah. a saint. <laughs> take me with you <laughs> that is so adorable oh my goodness yeah this is for, for like i said for me i believe it's prior but but either way when that trump sounds and the dead in christ rise and we that are carried away so see when when i think of jesus being there on the horse i see that as the second coming not the not the harpazo not the catching away so um but that day, I, you know, somebody said, are we going to know they're all missing? Well, people who were driving cars that are no longer there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a chain reaction of, oh, where did everybody go? You know? So. And, and by the way, I agree with the second coming because, you know, this is a terrible, terrible term to use, but he's not coming in for a landing. Right. He's just <laughs> swooping by, right? He's picking us up. He's getting ready to take us to the Battle of Armageddon. I pray he lets me fight with him. <laughs> but, but the second coming, he's making a landing. Yeah, yeah. So the second coming is going to be interesting. Yeah, but we're coming with him. That oh, yeah, yeah. I want. You know, we're I behind. Wanna... We're behind him on that white horse. And yeah. uh... Amen. I'm going. I want to pay him back for all the pain that I've lived through, from molestations to beatings to what's happened to my children to people I know and love who've gone through the this nonsense and you know and, and I get letters from people who I, I absolutely love I want everybody to know I love all of you and I if I don't answer right away my schedule is insane but your letters I mean they touch me people who talked about salvation someone talked about feeling suicidal and coming out of it remembering the words that they heard I mean you guys are why we're here we're not here to hear ourselves talk we want to glorify God and and see him glorified in you and that so and but we'll be we'll all be caught away together hold on yeah, <laughs> don't listen, we're only here and you're right this isn't for us at all in right. fact this has ruined my professional career so Aww. it's not for me yeah. <laughs> by the way good good little side point on this i'm yeah. going to make a revelation here okay. so in my previous life as kind of a public speaker and stuff like that and an author i actually have a really large following on social media but awesome. a lot of my business contacts have been on there. So I haven't been able to post our shows and use oh, wow. this kind of big following, but I've got nothing to lose now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> He's so all in. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be coming out there pretty big. Um, wow. and, bless you. And, and this material is just going to shock so many people. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. what happened? Aren't you that beer drinking, cigar smoking biker guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. Amen. Amen. And you have been redeemed. <laughs> but, uh, well, no, I'm still living in that, but uh, listen, uh, you know, let, let he without sin throw the first stone. Yes, exactly. I don't judge. I, I don't judge. So, All right. 
So right. what do you see in this, uh, you know, we get woped up, uh, we're given clean robes. So here, let's see, and after I beheld in low a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations, all kindreds, people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands. And I got excited over this for one, it breaks down the argument of Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Do we see that? I love all, I grew up in neighborhoods where we were the minority and we never judged each other this way. You know, and, and I get sick of hearing it, but right here in my word of God, it says here, all people, all nations, beyond number, all tongues, he loves us all. So stop it, you know? Right, and listen, I see, same as you, Jody. I, you know, we were one of the last white families in Compton in the early 70s. See, yeah. You, you see, know, Compton, we were definitely the minority. Yeah, yeah. I lived in California when I was stationed in the Marines there in uh, Camp Pendleton. And um, yeah, so that's the same thing. We grew up in project housing and um, or I'm Italian and we were the poor Italians. They, and, you know, we had the um, we, there was maybe one or two Asians and then the rest were black and Hispanic. And you know what? We loved each other. I've never and still to this day, I don't even if you're a jerk, I don't care what color you are. I'm going to stay away. If you're a good person, I don't care what color you are. I'm going to love the heck out of you until <laughs> you're sick of me. <laughs> so but that's what that says to me. But then let's get into where it says here where they're clothed in white robes. There is a scripture that talks about um the first of all, it was innumerable, which means it's the Gentiles. It's no longer the numbered. 144. So now it's talking about the Gentiles. And then in Isaiah 61 and 10, it talks about the garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness. So here it's talking about their white robes. So again, the right standing with God is restored. And, and, and I'm under the belief that the when it talks about the robe, it's talking about what we're actually clothed in our, our, from now on, because flesh will be gone, right? So we'll be clothed in this, this flesh that God gave Adam which was like him, glowed like him, beautiful white robes, purity, righteousness. So that's what I see there, that, hey, they've been saved. And they, and I believe they come from this tribe that you talked about, where you said you believe they're sent down to, to minister. And, um, and so that righteous robe of righteousness, but the Psalms. So when was the last time we saw this, the Psalms? They, um, or the palms, I'm the sorry. Palm branches. The palm branches. I was going to ask you about this. Yes. Yeah, they were singing psalms. No, I'm kidding. So the palms, the last time was Jesus when he rode into Jerusalem, right? But a Hosanna, palm, Hosanna. Yeah. And the palm represents a symbol of victory and triumph in eternal life. So they were saved from this destruction and seen as righteous. And they were so grateful. They had this, the, the <laughs> palms of victory and eternal life. And they were worshiping the Lord with that, which was separate from what we saw with those who were around the throne and, and fell on their faces in worship. Oh, this is so good. I just got a huge revelation. Cool. Share it. <laughs> so, you know, my wife and I were planning on moving back the United States, especially oh. now that I, you know, don't have a, a I'm up, I was up here for business mainly. Um, but this is my justification that we need to go where there's palm trees. There's palm trees. <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely going somewhere warmer than here. <laughs> palm wanna... branches, baby. We want to, we want to be ready with yeah. the palm branches. <laughs> like uh, when, the, when we see the sun and the moon go dark, let's just go get our palm branches. <laughs> we'll have them in our yard 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm hope see I see it I see it where if you're left to have palm branches, you missed the first. <laughs> but, so I'm hoping you guys are ready before that. But but listen, yeah, can... this this is just what happens when you wake up at four in the morning and drink a pot of coffee. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, I love that though. But yeah, isn't that amazing though? That is that it represents when you look it up it rep in the ancient times, victory and, and uh, you know, a symbol of triumph. And I, I mean, I think that's exciting and eternal life, you know, it, 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 everything in this word, it's alive with something else. It's just so much fun to eat up. So um, let's, because uh, I'm seeing that we are over our time here, but, and he cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts. And they fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. And there was um, a guy, uh, Jesse Duplantis. And I know a lot of people say, oh, some of those old preachers are not good, but he had a, an experience in heaven. And every time he, he's, hysterical if you watch him every time he said glory to god the angels would go glory to god with him while in his experience and that's what i see here i see that those who were so grateful for their salvation just worshiping the lord and crying out with the lord uh you know, loud voice and then the angels just love to join in and worship the lord and sometimes when i'm by myself and i'm just singing i say to the angels come on join in with me worship the <laughs> You know, this is why we have so much to learn from you. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jody, I, I've just had a chance to look at the chat for the first time. Yeah. And there, uh, and Kim asks a really good question that I want to answer because okay, go ahead. this comes up all the time. And I'm just going to give you my answer. Uh, you don't have to accept it. This is just my answer. But the question is, how do we know the Bible has not been changed by the black hats? They have changed everything. Why not the Bible to manipulate the people of God? Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, uh, Satan and his minions have to get permission from God to do stuff. Mm -hmm. I just want to lay that out. The Bible makes that very clear. The second thing is God created the heavens, the earth. He created you and me, every star, every the microsystem, like very, very complicated systems. He can keep a book together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's it. He can keep a book together. And may I add, yes. I, agree, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and why is it that they're still trying to destroy this book? There's a reason. So even if it is manipulated, I was driving to Walter Reed. I'm part of uh, a huge veterans groups and we do a lot for veterans and the wounded. And so we were on our way to Walter Reed to bring things to the wounded there. And um, one of the majors who worked in DC for many, many, many years. And he uh, he said to me, if you found out that the Bible was just nothing. He said, would your faith in God change? And I said, oh, no, no, no. I said, not at all. And he said, why? And I said, because my intimacy with God and my relationship with God keeps me knowing that he is God and he is salvation. And so that, and I said, and I know enough of the word to know that about him. So let's get into, and I've taught this on Good Dogs um, show. You have two styles of words. You have the Logos, which is the written word. And then you have the Rhema, which is the inspired word of God. I can read something. And because of my walk with the Lord, I can tell you if, if it's been written and it wasn't inspired of God. And I throw it away. And a lot of talk is coming about books that are going to come out that may have been taken out of the Bible. I want to encourage people, get to know this one first. And, yeah. you know, don't worry about these other things. Back in that day, 
you know, there was a lot of, um, of part of their culture was writing. Everybody was writing. Everybody had a, you know, historical. Josephus wrote about Jesus and how he was more like a God and not like man. So he confirms Christ. All right. So when you're reading the word, you ask the Lord, you know, show me your inspiration that's in here. And, and, and he, I have read things and gone back in a moment where I was going through something. And that very word that I've read, how many times? jumps off the page and it means something new god's word word. is alive it's supernatural right read it and there's there's a difference between reading on computer screen and actually holding it by when i hold my bible it's like it washes me there's something even more supernatural about it um and, and so it's also good to address look there's 66 books in the bible god didn't make a mistake and forget to put one in okay now that brings up the very interesting topic of books like Enoch. Right. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that was set aside to give us further revelation mm-hmm. today, but it is not part of the Bible. Right. And it does seem as though Enoch was writing what he knew and it was less inspired, but but definitely knowledge. You'll see that there's books from other people that were written in that, in that day and time. So if you want to read it as a historical edition to give you a greater understanding of the word, the 66 books that seem to have been ordained of God because the, the enemy wants to destroy it. He wants Bible burning. Why is this word such a threat to him? Because if you get in it and you don't just read it like words, you don't just logos read it like a newspaper, but you allow your spirit to get into that word, it becomes life and living water. And it will meet you where you need it to meet you every time, every time. But it's an intimacy with God, with his word. It's like if I was in love, and I tell people this all the time, if you had a lover who you just adored and they were lived in the UK and you didn't talk to each other all the time at all and you didn't send each other notes at all how would you know each other how could you even say you were in a relationship so this is God this is his love note to us this is an explanation of what's coming and what is and what is to come this is a from Genesis I think it's a, a 1500 year period I'm 66 books three languages and 44 authors. And there's one theme, Jesus Christ being born, Jesus Christ living, Jesus Christ giving his death, his resurrection, our victory. That's it. it. Satan's destruction. 1500 years of writing, one book, 66 books. So if you need more than that, you can go read those other. But if they don't confirm this, I would throw it away. And if it doesn't, if you're reading it and it feels funny, throw it away some people can read as historical but and you won't know unless you read the bible right exactly you you can't tell a counterfeit bill unless you study an actual bill right that's that's exactly what i said on good talk show yesterday oh really yeah yeah. i said if you want to know i'm one who advocates i don't care about the antichrist i want to know about christ because the more i know about christ anything anti of him will stand out like like a red dot on a black shirt, I mean, or a white shirt. It just, you're going to know the difference when you study and know your lover, like you you know him. If somebody said to me, um, you know, Jeff murdered a, a child yesterday, and I would go, I know Jeff, he wouldn't do that, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's like, it, that's how the smallest thing against Christ and against the knowledge of God stands out to you, that blatant. 
And so what's the Bible say? When something raises itself against the knowledge of God, you cast it down. So I've read the book of Enoch more than once. I read it on my way to Israel. And I, it was really interesting. And it's quoted by, by Jesus and others in the Bible. But it's not, it, I can see it as a historical type, you know, um, writing more than an inspired word. Yeah, but and yet, like the information that a lot of it contains, and I haven't studied it. I'll, I'll but I, I've read parts of it. I should say I haven't even read the whole book, mm-hmm. uh, just parts of it. And I've watched some Trey Smith videos on it and things like that, which, which were very cool. Huge fan of Trey Smith. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it's it's giving information that you know to see and and really stuff that's only coming out now as the dark side of the system is being revealed. So. Right. You know, I don't think God made a mistake and he didn't make it part of the canon purposely, but there's greater reference so we can see the counterfeit as Mm -hmm. it comes and understand how the heavenlies work. Right, exactly. And, you know, with the Nephilim are heavily talked about in the book of Enoch, and that is helping us with new revelation. So God, God has purpose for everything he does, you know, and Satan can, like you said, can only do what he's allowed to do. And I'm not afraid of this word of God. And that I'm missing something because my relationship with him, like I was saying, if, if my lover is in, in England and I never talk to him, I'm not going to know anything about him or anything that he thinks of me or wants me to do. But if we have an intimacy, even if it's long distance and we're talking all the time and we're writing all the time and we know each other, then what needs to be known will be known. And if someone were to counterfeit a scripture, a, a, a letter to me saying, you know, I, I'm here in England and I hate your guts, I would know that it wasn't my lover because the intimacy that I had with him would say, no, you know what, hun, I got this from somebody from, I, it says it's from you. Is this from you? And he'd be able to say, no, you know, somebody's trying to, you know, get between you and I. And that's what the devil's doing. It's just yeah. what he's doing. It, but once yeah. you've experienced the presence of God, there Absolutely. is no turning back. And, okay. you know, I haven't given my full story yet, but when he came to me, he came to me in an undeniable way. I'll, yeah. I'll just say, if, if there's a Bible story that reflects it, it's, and I'm not comparing myself to this by any means, but basically what happened to Paul happened to me. Beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. And, and it's, you know, God had to do something big because yeah, I'm thick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so aren't we all? And that's like when my daughter uh, survived that night. The next, that very next day, when they told me they don't know how she's, an angel came into the room, and it looked like a blonde nurse, a little heavy set, and a, and then she walked in there, and I had my five year old son, and I, I said let's stay out here. There was some reverence that I instantly had. And she was talking to my daughter and I, I'm just watching from a distance. And when she came out, she turned around and looked at me and said, beautiful family. And I said, thank you. And then she walked off. Well, after I talked to my daughter, I said, what did she say? And she said, when God does things like this, it's to be declared into the earth. And so I went out to the nursing. <clears throat> yeah, I went out to the nursing station. Now this is a place you have to buzz in and buzz out separate from the hospital it was like the icu it was separate from the main hospital mm-hmm. and um or you know you had to go a special hallway to get there and so i this is within minutes i went to the desk i said can i talk to that nurse that was just in my daughter's room and they said what nurse and they were i said the one that had on the outfit and the blonde hair and they said there's nobody here like that nobody buzzed in nobody buzzed out nobody there was nobody there there you go. So you talk and, about and by the way, miracle. that was impossible because no one escapes the liver thing when it's bad. I'm sorry, I'm well, I'm losing you a little bit. 
Oh, I, that's okay. Yeah, you're freezing up a little bit. Uh, it says oh, like yeah, a good connection. But yeah, like I'm just saying, it really was a miracle. And the angel and everything is so amazing to hear, Jody. But, you know, the, the liver thing is such a impossible thing for people to come back from. Uh, that kills just about everybody. Oh, Jody might be gone. Come back, Jody. Come back. Well, listen, I'm going to continue reading. I'm hoping you can hear me. Actually, let me just check on the chat. And let me see. It says excellent connection. Can you still hear us? Oh, Jody is gone. Well, listen, I hope she's going to come back in, but I'm going to continue on with the word until then. So then they, and all of the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and around the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. And this gets really interesting. Then one of the elders, because you got to remember, there's the 24 elders that are there. Oh, here she is. She's back, and we're just waiting for her voice to come up. There we go. Are you there? There you are. Okay. Boy, the enemy doesn't like us giving glory to God, does he? <laughs> well, I just got it out. I did the amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever, Ooh, ever. Amen. amen. And then one of the elders responded saying, these who were cloth in the white robes, who are they and whence did they come from? So remember, there's the 24 elders that are around the, the throne. There's the 24 elders and the four beasts, which are the four mm -hmm. angels, right? Mm -hmm. But they're saying, where did these people come from? Mm -hmm. And then, my Lord, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation. Mm -hmm. So were we just going through like wars and famines and martyrs and stuff like that? Yeah, the tribulation and it's before the wrath of God. I want to make, I want to say, I don't think the tribulation seven years. Yeah, I think, I think the whole period is seven years with the wrath of God. Yeah, yeah. So that I'm, I'm in agreement with that. I actually have um, written down. Yeah, Daniel 70th week, right? Yeah, the 70th week. Yep. And that's how I see it. Three and a half years of the false peace of this fake Antichrist who has a bow but no arrows. And then I see the abomination, uh, abomination of desolation where he breaks his agreement, his covenant, and now he wants to be worshipped. And then I see the last three and a half years as the great trip. And I see that, in my opinion, is that we're caught away right before this false this false. Um, whatever you want to call him politician or whatever you know uh false christ comes but what you're saying is you think that i think it's the opposite opposite that you we're caught away <clears throat> right before the great trip or right after so no no uh so we've just finished the tribulation if you go back to matthew 24 go to mark 13 luke 21 go to daniel's 70th week essentially the tribulation happens because it says, and after the tribulation, the sun will go dark, the moon will go, and then will be the coming of the Lord. So 
what's happened is we've lived through these, this tribulation period. And then we're at this spot here. So, and what's going to be really interesting, and, I, and I'm working on it, I'm studying lots of different people to put the pieces together. But essentially, when you count the days, you know, from Daniel's 70th week and stuff like that, it looks like there's a spot when the sun and the moon go dark. It isn't like the Lord comes instantly. There's a period. And that's when the Antichrist is rising up and his system is a full in and we have to take the mark. But we don't take his mark. And that's when the martyrs are being killed. That's when they're hunting us. You cannot buy and sell. So it, we have to be here when that mark comes out because otherwise, how could we not be able to buy or sell if we don't take the mark? Yes. And how, yeah. we, how, we, how could he be killing Christians if there's no Christians here? So yeah, see, that's where I see different. I, I don't see God allowing us to go through that part of the wrath because that is part of the wrath. And the Christians are people who, who where it says it in the books before that say that, oh my God, they see him and they recognize that he is Lord. So I believe that there will be those who come to him after the catching away. And I think that the Lord coming is the second coming where he interrupts Armageddon. So, and and, and yeah. we can disagree, but I think we're yeah. going to have to refuse the mark of the beast. I think we're here, but I'm going to, okay, I'm going to put it really boldly. Mm -hmm. I think we're here for probably about two months. And I say probably, this is really loose conjecture at this point. <laughs> uh, but the math seems to line up and no one knows the day, but you will know the season. Yeah. I think there's the, this this hard time of wars and famine and stuff like that that we're going to go through. The Antichrist is going to come up. He's going to promise this false peace. Uh, he's going to introduce the mark of the beast, which I'm going to have a lot more to talk about in the coming months about this because I've been getting a huge revelation on it. Awesome. We're going to say no. That's why you should stock up with some food and stuff like yeah. that. That's why you should take the... I'm going to rebrand the Creating Wealth course to surviving Nasara Jasara. Ah. <laughs> There's a big hint for you. So you don't see Nasara Jasara as a jubilee? Uh, no, I do. Oh, you for do? For a period okay. of time. Yeah, for a period of time. That's for what the Lord said to me. It's, it's obviously going to usher in yeah. the demonic system. Yeah. But I think well, God has his plan. So it's always, how does God have his hand in this yeah. plan? Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the Lord's been putting all these pieces together for me. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. So that to me, the Nasera Jacera is that season where the Lord said to me, when things are good, do not behave as Solomon. We have to remember him in that season. And, but the enemy is going to regroup. Treat it like home. a Joseph period. Yeah. Yeah. Treat it like a Joseph period. And, yeah. and we, we didn't even think about this when we created the course, but the course that we did in, from what God's been revealing to me now, after creating it, it's like, it's, preparing people perfectly for it and those of you who have taken it would uh would i'm sure have some revelation into that but yeah, yeah. all right let's keep going because mm -hmm. i i actually I, I i apologize i never really want to do any advertisement on sundays <laughs> I don't mix that in that wasn't intentional it's just it's really on my mind because the topic yeah. came up um yeah. all right so the elders are saying where are all these people from <laughs> right and then what happens these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb for this reason they are before 
the throne of God. There's so much just in that mm-hmm. because they, by the blood of the lamb for this reason, because if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the blood of the lamb, you're not going to be before the throne. Right. And they serve him day and night in his temple who sits on the throne and will spread his tabernacle over them. What say you, Jody? Yeah, I, I exactly what you're saying. They they are saved. That just like we were saying, the palms were, you know, a victory, a triumph over you know over um, damnation, basically. So, and that's exciting um, when we think about that. But it also gives us an assignment to get the word out, you know, because we don't want to see anyone go through what the next few verses say and that's what's coming in the great tribulation where it talks about hunger and thirst and all that you know so um, yeah well again i we can disagree there and that's fine um it's this next part we can survive that part the other part is just horrible and we're getting into it next week Mm -hmm. when we do it um but listen so this is this is a preview of you know to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord and so this little part here, and I just want to read it, is a little glimpse. And but this is this is a very short period of time. Uh, well, the time really doesn't matter when you're with the Lord, but before He establishes the new Mount Zion, the new Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So, but this is this is a, a sample of what being absent from the body and present with the Lord is and it's simply this they will no longer hunger nor thirst nor will the sun beat down on them nor will any scorching heat for the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd will guide them to springs of the water of life and god will wipe every tear from their eye now this is where i just want to conclude it jody okay there's no hunger there's no thirst there's you don't have to wear sunblock it's you know it's great but then he says he's going to wipe why would there be a tear in someone's eye in such a great place right just like those who cried out when are you going to avenge us i think that there is an understanding that this this time was appointed for god's wrath so that's why and i think that's why there's a tear there and and i could have done more Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it says to me. I'm curious to know what you think in the uh, in the listening audience. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could read them all. I love catching everyone's and you know comments and stuff. It's hard to catch them all, so we apologize if we miss you. Yeah, I I I have a hard. I do look at it afterwards uh, sometimes as I'm waiting for the videos to load and stuff yeah. like that as yeah. I post it, but. Uh, it's really hard for me to multitask. I, yeah, I've yeah. Going between the word and, you know, and, yeah. and also looking at Jody speaking, yeah. that's complex enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, thank God for the moderators too. But oh, um, yeah. in here, yeah. they talk about, you know, and the sun will burn. I don't think that's just sunblock. I think uh, there's, you know, there is a teaching and I, I wish I had the scripture and everything that when they go outside, the, the sun will burn their flesh and, and um, what they're doing, if there's a thing on geoengineering and what they're doing to our ozone layers that creates a place where the sun, it, there won't be this protection from its heat like, like we have now, you know, and, um, 
And so there's so much in that right there, but we'd have to go in a whole nother area and we don't have the time for that. <laughs> but it's, uh, I thank the Lord that he, the Bible talks about how he saves our tears and, and our prayers are, go up in smoke and our tears are saved in vials. And, you know, and he, he cares about these things and he doesn't want us to be in pain. He wants this salvation. You know, so we pray that anyone who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ there isn't washed in that blood, that they'll give them a chance, you know, just hey, Jody, yeah. Jesse gave the prayer two weeks ago. I did last week. Let's yeah. say it's your turn. And I, I should have opened up with prayer because I didn't think about it before. Yeah. But would you, yeah. uh, and by the way, if you've never been saved, uh, if you want the presence of God, and even if you have said the prayer, but you haven't felt the presence of God in your life before or something like that. Listen, the one thing, and, and we're, this is an online ministry, so it's not like we're there to give you a big hug. I wish that was true. Someday, perhaps it will be, but make a bold statement and put your name and that you did it in the comment section, not just in the chat, in the comment section, because we will look it over and we will pray your name. We'll say a special prayer for you. Uh, in our private time. Jody, will you commit to look at the comments like tomorrow or the next yeah. day and yeah. go through and just find that one or two or five or 10 yeah. uh, people who seek the Lord out today. And we're all going to say a special prayer for you. And we do pray for the entire listening audience, for your health, for your Love wealth, you. for everything. Every day we pray for you. We're committed to that. So why don't you lead us in a prayer, Jody? Okay. Getting to know the Lord Jesus Christ is simple. It takes a mustard seed of faith. And basically the word says, if you confess him with your mouth and believe that he is the son of God who gave his life for you, he will come and he will live within you. And, and then you begin your faith journey and we're here for you for that. So let me lead you in the prayer and please, please let us know that you've prayed this prayer. So father God in heaven, I come before you in Jesus name. I ask for forgiveness of my sin, and I accept the fact that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again that I may walk in victory. I receive you in my heart today. Be my Lord, and I will be your, your sheep and eventually your lion. I praise you and give you thanks for this. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Beautiful. It's such, a, it's such an easy thing. And, you know, as you're praying that, I'm just remembering to being in church and having a salvation prayer. And, you know, some of the churches will say, and, and by the way, if you said that prayer today, we've got a free gift for you. Yeah. Well, we don't have a free gift for you, but the gift was Bible. free from the Lord Jesus Christ. And amen. it's the greatest gift of all. Yeah. It gives you eternity with him. Amen. I have, um, I have uh, their paperback, very tiny, tiny print. But if someone doesn't have a Bible, I will mail that to them. And when, when you write in, you know, um, because we want you to go from a sheep who now is following the shepherd Jesus into a roaring lion with him in this end time, we want to help build your faith. So if you want a Bible, also put that in the comments and I'll give, you know, 
I'll give you my email and then you can write me and I'll mail one out to you. you and and Jody, can, can people contact you through your new website yet? Yes. Uh-huh. It's, so um, why don't you give out your new website? Okay. Yeah. It's uh, www.warriors with an S rise, <clears throat> R-I-S-E dot net. And you can write me there. My email is warriors for the number four, Christ rise at yahoo.com. So warriors, warriors for Christ, for Christ rise. rise, but the four is a number. Yeah. So that's the website We're we're still building it, but it's looking beautiful. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would love to mail out somebody needs a, it's like I said, it's just a paperback field McConnell. And I started this when I was doing his show regularly and, um, you know, and I, I just want people to have a Bible. We gave out, you know, uh, boxes to some of the, um, the places where kids go to get off drugs and everything. So, um, yeah, so we love it. Lil, Lily, write me, um, you know, Lily Day just said she would love a Bible. Like I said, it's just a small little, but I will write me at warriors, the number four, Christ rise at yahoo.com and send me your address and I'll work on getting those Bibles out to you. That is so amazing of you, thank Jody. You, and by the way, it was amazing to have you along here today. Oh, thank uh, you. What a what a fun show! Actually, it went oh, into yeah. a whole bunch of different directions. That yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that's right on radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love it because it's giving you different aspects of how to see it. And you know, there's nothing wrong with you know. If we see a man of peace come, we'll know you were right. <laughs> I'm not, and uh, you know, and then if we see him break that covenant, we're going to be like getting the palms at your new place wherever you live. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but if we're caught away before that, I'll just say, uh, let, let Jeff have a horse near mine when we ride yeah. into Jesus. <laughs> and, and listen, you know what? Some people take everything I say literally. Yeah. But it, you know what? I we just try to make the show entertaining a little bit as yeah. well. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a comedian, certainly. Uh, but you know, I'm kind of fun or fun to be around. Sometimes people tell me, and I'm, I want that part of my personality to come out, so it's not yeah, just the. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, it. Yeah. That's you and Jesse and myself. We're all fun, kind of silly. I have so much fun with you guys. At well, yes, it, Je but Jesse's more devious. So uh, sometimes she has, she has sarcasm that that can really cut the sarcasm it. is yeah, the better yeah, one. Yeah. It's not devious. Yeah. Oh but God! Man. Here comes some more attacks. Yeah, no. <laughs> I knew it. Right. That's the yeah. devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad how, what people are doing to each other. Um, the Bible says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So enjoy the laughter because it actually does bring healing. So, and that's scriptural. Someone said they're going to start reading their Bible today. I'm excited about that. You can, their Psalms are beautiful. You can start in the uh, four gospels. I always encourage people to go to the little tiny book of first John, second John, third John, because it talks a lot about the love of God. For yeah. us in the, the little tiny book you know they're here listening to revelation revelation was like one of the last books i listened to many many years ago i was like that's going to be hard and then at 15 i couldn't get enough of anything that had to do with pri uh, prophecy you know so um but uh, yeah i i always suggest you know reading the gospels but i i I tend to recommend starting with the book of John just because it's the book, it's the book of love essentially. Yes. And, uh, yeah. but you know, the, the, you know, Matthew and Luke are such accurate, you exactly. know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Got to read it all folks. Yeah. Get to know the whole so thing. Good. And we're here, you know, we're here. And like I said, I can't always get to everyone who writes and it breaks my heart. And sometimes I'll just write to say, I can't write. <laughs> 
my schedule is crazy, but, um, and I can't imagine what you guys are doing because you guys are doing multiple shows. I do two a week, you know, but, um, but it's just like one of those things where, you know, you're, you want to put your heart into what you're writing back and not, you know, everybody needs to know we love them. Well, especially when someone writes a big, huge, yeah. long letter, it's like, yeah. you know, I, I hate being that guy just cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like but, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I listen. I I check the Gmail once a week, and uh, you know, I do try to reply, um, but some I just can't. Yeah, I can't hard. reply to everything. It's just yeah. I, literally, I, we're getting hundreds. It takes me yeah. two to three hours to go through that. You know, yeah. and that's a quick skim through. But yeah. I do try to read everything that comes in, and it, it, uh, I just can't respond to everything. One day we'll have that. And by the way, we're going to have some newsletters coming out uh, regularly. If you've joined the army, uh, there's going to be some, it's just going to be once a week. We're not going to spam you. It's not going to be a whole, you know, uh, <laughs> but we've got a great person who's going to take on that role with us now. And uh, there's some, just some really good stuff happening mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So exciting. Thank you, Jody. And thank you th for having me. I miss thank you. you, the listening <laughs> audience for being here. May God bless you on this uh, beautiful day, on this Memorial Day weekend. By the way, happy Memorial Day to you down there. Enjoy the time. But remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.